This is Financially Tuned with Rob Burnett from Outlook Financial Center. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Rob provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. Your money and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Rob Burnett to help you find out how to be financially tuned. Welcome to another show of Financially Tuned. I'm Rob Burnett from the Outlook Financial Center, and as always, our trusty co-host, Mr. Tony Shore. All right. Yeah, I'm here, uh, and I'm happy to be here, Rob. Thanks for having me on your show once again. And this is actually going to be a good one. Uh, I chuckle because uh, I'm sure a lot of listeners are like, taxes? Do I want to talk about taxes? But I know you have a great topic for us today, and you're an expert in this area, so this is going to be a great show because it's very, very timely. Now, before we get into that, though, I have to ask, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing well. We uh, have, we're, we're in the midst of uh, going through a series of, uh, of seminars, both uh, retirement income planning seminars and our Empowering Women series. So over the next uh, six weeks, we're going to do, I think, eight seminars. So it's a very busy time and then add tax season on top of it. Yeah, things are a little nuts, but it's a good time. It's a good thing for us. So, yeah, that is great. And I know you've been very busy, especially heading into tax season. Now, uh, what are we talking about today? We're going to talk about uh, taxes or tips. What are we doing? Well, we're going to, uh, the title of the show is Practical Tips for Working with the Internal Revenue Service. Because obviously that's everybody's favorite government agency, right? The IRS? <laughs> Everyone's favorite government agency is the IRS. I don't think so. Are you serious? That, that's not what I've heard anyway. Well, okay, maybe it's not the favorite, but it's certainly one everybody knows. Everybody interacts with them regularly, and you're held accountable to them every year. Welcome, America, United States, to tax season. <laughs> okay, yeah, you had me a little worried there, uh, Rob. I thought you'd gone off the deep end. Um, everybody's favorite agency. Of course, uh, you know, nowadays uh, they're all competing for, for that title. Um, sarcastically, the least favorite agency, usually the IRS. Um, I know a lot of people, uh, myself included, uh, sometimes we're afraid of dealing with the IRS. So anything we can learn to reduce that anxiety is going to be a, a plus in my book. So, uh, I'm sure that, uh, this show is going to be greatly appreciated by our radio audience. We want to reduce that anxiety. You're just the guy to help us with that. It's going to be a great show. So where do we get started? We're going to go as uh, Vince Lombardi used to do. We're going to go back to the basics. Uh, if you've ever heard Vince Lombardi's story at the oh, beginning yeah. of every training camp, he'd hold up the football and say, gentlemen, this is a football. We're going to get back to that kind of <laughs> level of basics here. Yeah. All right. So here's a form that everybody's seen, maybe not remember, but everybody's had to fill this out at least one time if they've ever held a job. It's called the Form W-4, Employees Withholding Allowance Certificate. Now, there's a mouthful, right? So here's here's the deal. Everybody's seen this form, and the first step in staying out of the uh, limelight with the Internal Revenue Service is setting yourself up correctly to begin with. And this is a very simple form to have some interesting ramifications. So when you start a job in your hiring packet, you're going to fill this form out because what it does is this is going to tell your employer how much to withhold from your paycheck 
in various taxes. Now, the instructions for it, fairly complicated, small print, several worksheets. Yeah, it can be intimidating at first glance. I would admit that. Yeah. Well, obviously, I think it can be intimidating and, you know, forms and all that. It's a lot to deal with. And in my experience, uh, I'd rather not. I mean, you know, um, (laughs) this is what working with the IRS is like for many of us. And I know that that this can be really intimidating for people, can it, Rob? It can be, and you think about it. We're we're talking about a seventy-seven thousand plus page tax code, and yeah, Ouch. that can be overwhelming, intimidating. You know, the original tax code had about four hundred pages. It's grown a wow. tad since then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, what the real purpose of the Form W four is is to authorize your employer to withhold your taxes for you, and the employer enters into a schedule said based on uh, how many exemptions you have, are you married? Are you single? Do you have any dependents that depend upon you? Those sorts of things. Then we kind of go into a table and says, okay, this is how much tax I need to withhold for the various jurisdictions that are taxable. Now here's interesting form W4 is an IRS form, but the employer keeps it. It never literally leaves and goes to the IRS. And one of the things I recommend that people do is, even if you're employed, you may not have filled that, out that form for years. Go take a look at it once a year, particularly if you're in certain uh, tax situations I'm going to talk about. So the thing to look at is that's going to handle in taxes for federal and for state. Social Security, Medicare, that sort of stuff, that's a percentage of your payroll. That really doesn't come into play on that particular form. That's just going to happen anyway. So when they compute that, how much are they going to take out of my check? And everybody loves having their their taxes taken uh, out of their checks. Did you know in the original tax system they didn't do that, Tony? Really? No. Um, Before World War II, we didn't do that. Hmm. Literally, you uh, at the end of the year, you settled up with the IRS. You wrote a check to them. They didn't start withholding getting that money first until they're trying to fund the war effort in World War II. Interesting. I and had that, no idea. Yeah, and that was a temporary I mean, measure. Sure. When you, when you set up this withholding, what's really important to the IRS is they're trying to get the proper amount of taxes so that at the end of the day, when you file your return at the end of the year, you don't, you don't owe a lot of money. That's really the objective. And if you're good at it and you, you get a refund, everybody celebrates. There, you, uh, there are no penalties for paying and having too much tax withheld. How's that for a good deal? No wow. penalty for that. But if you pay too yeah. little, penalties may apply. So the W-4 sure. is pretty straightforward. If you're married, you're single, uh, and that's all you have, only one of you works, it's pretty straightforward. But uh, one of the things that I, I caution people to, and this is where folks get into trouble, is you turn that W-4 form over to backside, there's a worksheet. So if you uh, are married and both spouses are working, or you're working more than one job, or you have a self-employment income stream, some people make a lot of money, have additional things they have to be concerned with, additional Medicare tax, investment income tax, whatever. Uh, if you're married, filing separately, those are all things that are going to change how much needs to be withheld and what's your final tax bill. Even if you have kids working in high school, that's going to impact your general taxes. And so from a planning perspective, I see that getting a big refund is, is bad tax planning because you're basically giving an interest-free loan to the government then having to beg to get your money back at the end of the year. I... I don't consider that a great plan. So let me tell you a story about one of my clients that through the proper use of the W-4 was able to buy his first home. What do you think of that scenario? What? Wow. Yeah. What he did is he went through the numbers and the uh, the company that was going to do the loan for him had approved his loan. He came to me and says, Rob, I don't think I can do this. They think I can pay for it, but I think I'm 300 bucks a month short 
in order to meet my budget, meet my family expenses. So the first question I ask him is, what kind of a tax refund do you get? He says, normally get about nine grand a year back in, in income tax. Uh, after I woke up from that, uh, wow. because because this guy only made about 60 grand a year. Oh, make goodness. a lot of money. Oh, yeah. And so he said, yeah, we always get that. And then we pay off all of our bills, get caught up on everything. I said, well, he had a wife that was a stay-at-home mom, three children. We went to this W-4 worksheet and computed the correct number of exemptions for him. And what we ended up doing is creating an extra $500 a month monthly cash flow simply by proper withholding. He was able to comfortably buy his new house. And so instead of getting a $9,000 refund at the end of the year, he was getting about a $2,500 refund. Much more manageable. And those are the kind of things, if you use, understand how the system works, you can really put yourself in position to have a lot of financial freedom to do the things you want to do. Well, that's a great story and on how to use those forms. Uh, you know, all of us interact with those forms and use them to our benefit. That's a great story. And, you know, it's completely legal, too. And that's what's great. You're right. Too many people just rely on that big tax return. Uh, they they put too much in knowing they'll get that return. Oh, and then I can catch up. But they, they'd be ahead of the game if they used it correctly and used a sat down with a professional like yourself. Now, Unfortunately, our time is just about up for this first segment. Rob, is there anything else you'd like to share before we take a quick break? Uh, absolutely. And I just want our, our listeners to know that working with the IRS does not have to be a terrifying experience. So one of the things we're offering your radio audience today is a group of reports we're calling the Practical Tips to Working with the Internal Revenue Service. You can get that by going into our website, uh, outlookfc, like in financialcenter.com, or give our office a call at 937-552-9990 to receive the complimentary report. We're just really trying to educate the populace as we come into the beginning of tax season. The Form W-4 is really going to help you next year, but it can educate you on how to properly interact with the IRS and so you don't get that spotlight of scrutiny down the road. Yeah, I think that's great. And that's a great offer. Those practical tips for working with the IRS and a personalized report. Uh, Rob, that's a great offer and the complimentary consultation. So I really uh, want our listeners to pick up the phone, give you a call. What's that phone number one more time? 937-552-9990. All right, listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back to continue this discussion with our host, Rob Burnett of Outlook Financial Center on Financially Tuned. Tax planning can be very difficult and making mistakes on your taxes can haunt you for years. The good news is that most tax mistakes are easily avoidable. It just takes the right professional for the job. We have the team of CPAs and CFPs who can help you avoid costly tax mistakes and minimize tax exposure. Request your copy of The Future of U.S. Taxation and How to Prepare, written by renowned tax professional and author Nick Stovall. You can download it right now. All you have to do is visit our website, outlookfinancialcenter.com, or call us at Outlook Financial Center at 937-552-9990 to request your copy. This informative article is just one part of the Retirement Income Toolkit, which will help you arm yourself with information and ready you for our first appointment. Welcome back to Financially Tuned. I'm Rob Burnett from the Outlook Financial Center and our trustee co-host, Mr. Tony Shore. Yeah, you know what? Great show today. 
Uh, I know you've been talking to us about practical ways to work with the IRS. This is something I'm already learning a lot, and it's been a great discussion. And you know what, though? Uh, I admit, uh, I do get terrified, when it, even at the mention of the IRS. But even worse is if I get a letter from the IRS in the mail, uh, that's when I panic. What do you do if you get a letter from the IRS? Well, that's a great question, Tony. And, and let me kind of calm the savage beast here. Uh, receiving a notice from the Internal Revenue Services is usually, usually, no cause for alarm. The IRS sends out millions of these letters and notices to taxpayers. It's just what they do. And the event one shows up in your mailbox, here's the top 10 things you should know. This is our top 10 list for today. Number one, don't panic. Tony, don't panic. Okay. Don't panic. Uh, that's that's good advice for me. Yeah, but a lot of these letters can be dealt with very simply. They're typically not very complex. Uh, number two, don't ignore it. Uh, I was I was speaking to a person this morning, and I was walking through this uh, list, talking to him about this subject. It came up, and the question I got is, "Where were you five years ago when this happened to me?" Oh no. Oh yeah. But the reason we say don't ignore it, most of these letters have a reply by date. And if you don't do anything, then they're not going to forget they sent you the letter. They're going to remember, and you could have additional interest, penalties, or uh, the IRS may get a little more aggressive. They are easily one of the most efficient, effective, and aggressive collection agencies on the planet. And you really don't want to get caught in their crosshairs if you can avoid it. So number three, call your tax professional. And if you don't have one, you might consider engaging the services of one uh, at least to have them take a look at the letter because uh, tax professionals, they will have seen these before. They know what they're looking for. They know what the rules of the IRS are, how the IRS has to respond. And it may be just a simple phone call to the IRS and everything gets resolved uh, pretty much very simply. Or you may have to, it may uh, go to the level where it's a more complex situation. And there is an IRS form where you can uh, assign someone a power of attorney to represent you with the IRS. So, you know, on your behalf, not necessarily what everybody has to do. I just want folks to know that that's kind of in the hip pocket if you need it. Uh, The fourth item on the list is there is a number of reasons the IRS sends notices to taxpayers. Uh, You may have made a math error on your return. Uh, There may be some change in the account. Maybe you double reported something. Maybe you didn't report a 1099 on an interest uh, from a bank that you missed. It could be something literally that simple and you can really fix it in, in 20 minutes or less. So one of the things you notice that every notice you get from the IRS covers a very specific issue. There's not just a big broad, hi, we don't like your tax return. Send us all this. They have to, they have rules, they have regulations, and they're very specific on what the issue is. The fifth thing is each letter and notice offers specific instructions on what you need to do to satisfy the inquiry. Make a phone call. Uh, if you agree with the change to do, sign here, send in a check if you owe money. Some clients get notices, you made a mistake. We owe you 150 bucks. It's in the mail. How would you like to get that notice? Would that one make you yeah. feel better? <laughs> yeah, that makes me feel better just hearing about it. Yeah. So some of those occur. So not every mm-hmm. notice is, is a panic situation. Uh, Number six on the list, if you receive a notice about a correction on your tax return, you should review the correspondence and compare it with the information on your return. I'm going to tell a story at the end that really brings that one home. The IRS may not have it right. That's entirely possible. 
Right. Uh, number seven, if you agree with any correction to your account, usually you don't have to do anything unless you know you owe them money. If you agree with it, you signed a form, send them a check, and you're done. That's it. No phone calls, no nothing. It's not that big a deal unless you ignore it. Uh, number eight, and this is where it gets a little more interesting. Uh, if you don't agree with the correction the IRS made, it's important that you respond as requested. So what I will typically do when a client gets one of those things, what I'll tell them to do is, okay, you need to make a phone call. If you can't respond within their reply window, make a phone call. The person that answers the phone is going to be the person assigned to your case, and they can give you an extension. Once again, don't wait, be late, and, and you know get on the wrong side of them. Uh, the, the phone number you need to call and the person you need to talk to is on the upper right-hand corner of the notice. If you need to mail documents back into them to support your case, the address is on the bottom left-hand corner of the notice. It's all very clear, all very well spelled out. And so when the IRS, when you send something to the IRS, allow them at least 30 days uh, to respond. My experience is closer to 60. <laughs> and, 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 and I've gotten numerous letters saying, uh, we're still working on your case. You know, you'll get a 30-day letter. We're still working. I'll get another 30-day letter. We're still working. Okay. But, you know, it's on their dime, and I'm okay with that. Sure. Uh, number nine, most poor correspondence can be handled without calling or visiting an IRS office. Once again, you've got the address, you've got the phone number. Typically, one phone call handles most of these things. That's why I don't want people to panic. And number 10 is keep copies of any correspondence with your tax records. Uh, as with any tax issue, if you've got a financial professional, get them involved. They know how to deal with the IRS. Now, let me tell you a story about uh, one of my uh, tax clients who received an IRS notice, and he happens to be a pastor. He gets a notice. He, he did his own taxes one year. He'd always had them done before. He said, okay, I see what they're doing. I'll do them this year. This is the year that the IRS sent him the notice on. He sent him a notice saying, because you have unreported income, you owe us $71,000. <laughs> this is a pastor. Ouch. Yeah, now, he doesn't make that much. They don't make that much. Exactly. So yeah. how can he owe $71,000? So he freaks out. He calls the person who used to do his taxes. And she said, well, I don't have any room in my practice anymore, but there's a guy that lives close to you. That's me. So he's been a client since. I get the notice and I look at it and says, well, what he had is he had an E-Trade account. And he thought he was, self, he was dabbling in trading in stocks and bonds. So every yeah. time he did a trade, he'd buy something, he'd sell something. And so what the IRS had reported from the, the custodian that, that housed all the trades was he had $350,000 in stock trades, 1,000 here, 2,000 there. But when they reported to the IRS, they didn't report, well, how much did he pay for those stocks? So to the IRS, that was $350,000 of profit. Wow. So I get his documents. We call the IRS. This is going to take us a little longer than 30 days. At the end of the day, and, said, and by the way, while I'm in here, can I fix the rest of the mistakes on your return? Which we did. So we gave the IRS the documentation that showed here's what he actually paid for the stocks. You know what his net profit was on the stock trading? What? 96 bucks. <laughs> of course. 96 bucks. So he ended up getting a $600 refund instead of a $71,000 tax bill. So that all, you know, once you, you get these things in there, if it looks outlandish, the words of the IRS notice, if you owe them money, is scary. I believe they're trying to scare you. Yeah, I, truly, oh yeah. I truly believe that. Yeah. So in that case, just get a tax professional involved. We know how to read them. We know exactly what they're looking for. And so there's really no strong reason to panic in these cases. We know what we're doing. 
I have another concern, and it's really that elephant in the room that nobody wants to talk about. You know, let's say I complete my tax return and I discover that I didn't have enough taxes withheld. And the problem here is my budget, and I'm not prepared for this. I did. I haven't won the lottery, and uh, you know, uh, not a multi-billionaire. Um, now maybe I can't afford to pay the taxes. What do I do in that situation? Well, fortunately for the U.S., we don't have debtors' prisons, so that's a good thing. <laughs> that is a great thing. Yeah, and, and quite frankly, it's not the end of the world, and this happens fairly regularly. And the IRS has procedures in place to deal with this. So if you find yourself in a situation, Tony, the most important thing I can impart, and if you get nothing else out of today's topic, get this, file your return on time, even if you can't afford to pay the taxes. Filing the return on time gets you out of a lot of potential penalties and late charges and everything else, even if you can't afford to pay. So file your taxes on time. They're due and payable on April 15th. Now, some folks, uh, if they expect, oh, well, they'll be tempted to postpone filing until you have the money or decide not to file the return at all. How's that for a deal? I've, uh, the uh, worst cases I've seen that... is, yeah, yeah. I've, I've had clients who've not filed for five years. <gasps> oh, my gosh. I had one guy who hadn't filed for 10. Now, three Fair of those enough. years he was in prison. There's a long story there. But the point is, wow. you want to get yourself crossed with the IRS, don't file on time. That is the number one thing that will get you in trouble. If, you know, and it, because that starts everything, any statute of limitations on the legality of what you claim, not claim, none of that starts until you file the return. Yeah. So file the return is important. And if you can't file your personal re, uh, tax return by April 15th, you can apply for an automatic six month extension. And when I say automatic, it's just that you file form a uh, 4868 and you're extended to October 15th. No questions asked. However, if you owe money, that does not extend the time to pay. The taxes uh, are still due April 15th. Sure. So, so what we encourage uh, to do is to pay as much as you can with the original return. You know, what you can do on April 15th, even if you haven't filed the return, make an estimated tax payment. Get something into the system, whatever sure. you can do. Uh, the extension form allows you to make a payment with the extension form. That's the easiest way to do it. So, so, you know, my tax bill is five grand, but I can only afford to write a check for 2,500 right now. With that extension, write a check for 2,500. That way, any interest and penalties that may accrue while you're figuring out how to pay the other 25 are half of what they would have been had you not paid anything. So you do have that opportunity to pay it because sometimes the late filing penalty can be as much as 25% of the tax due. Wow. Nobody wants to pay that. No. So to avoid the late payment penalty, if you pay at least 90% of your tax liability and pay in full by the extension date, there are no penalties. You can get around it. There are some other ways to get around uh, late filing uh, penalties or underpayment penalties. That, that's probably beyond the conversation for today. But like I said, go back, pay as much as you can with your tax return. That's really critical because the other thing it's going to do is when you go to the IRS to ask for uh, some leniency in payments, and, they, and I'm going to talk about some of the programs they have, they're going to be much more open to what you have to say if you've paid some of it. Sure. So, and, that, and this same principle holds if you owe money because of an audit or an IRS notice. Pay as much as you can, as early as you can. Every dollar helps reducing any costs 
any penalties, any interest charges you're going to see. Sure. Sure. Well, after all of this, what if I still can't pay? Uh, did I mention debtor's prison? No, we don't have those anymore. <laughs> no, no, that, no, we don't. But we have now a system that's called the offer and compromise. So you've considered all the payment options. You say, you know, I really can't pay this now. And if I do, it's going to create a real financial hardship. Now you're getting into the tougher parts of the tax code. Um, there's a, a form, it's called the offer and compromise form that allows you to basically say, okay, I owe $10,000. Can we settle for four or some particular number? It's less than the full amount owed. So the IRS looks at your facts and circumstances. Okay. What's your real ability to pay? Cause one of the things you're going to ask you is, uh, you got any room left in your credit cards? You got any money in savings account? Mom and dad willing to help you. You got grandparents that could loan you some money. They're going to look for any and every way they can to get paid right now. Once again, mm -hmm. I remember at the end of the day, they really are a collection agency. That's what yeah. they do. Yep. So they're going to look at your income and expenses. They're going to look at your equity and various assets. And generally, uh, if they think you can pay your tax debt with either an installment agreement or a lump sum, they're not going to accept the offer and compromise. I mean, why would they? We think we can get this out of you within a three-year yeah. period. We'd rather do that than settle for pennies on the dollar. So yeah, it's, it's a tough road to go. And I certainly would not try to do an offer and compromise on your own, uh, get a tax professional involved because the way you answer the questions on that form, they're not intuitively obvious and you need to have some guidance on how to get prepared for that, what documentation are going to look for sure. and just be really prepared. Now the IRS, they approve these things every day, but it's not without a lot of scrutiny and a lot of work on everybody's part. Yeah, for sure. And that's where you come in. Now, Rob, unfortunately, we're completely out of time for today's show. Is there anything else you want to share with us before we go today? Well, as, as I said before, I'm trying to reduce the anxiety of folks uh, getting that letter from the IRS or finding themselves in the bind they can't pay and just getting themselves set up initially with a W-4. So let's look at it this way. The, the reports we want to offer to our radio audience today, we call these practical tips to working with the IRS. These three topics I went over today this report is going to give you additional detail, additional procedural documentation, contact information, just getting down really into the weeds, which is what you were afraid of, Tony, early that would go into the weeds with you. But yeah. that's what these, uh, these uh, documents are going to do for you. So you can really get into that in detail. So to get those reports, visit our website and request the information. The website's at outlookfc.com or call our office at area code 937-552-9990. We'll get those reports out to you. We'd love to have you come in to go over those with you. Talk about your overall financial situation. Once again, absolutely free initial consultation, no charge, no obligation. So come on down and we just love to work with you. All right. Well, thank you so much, Rob. And that does it for today's episode of Financially Tuned with Rob Burnett of Outlook Financial Center. Thank you for listening to Financially Tuned. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Rob Burnett at Outlook Financial Center. Call 937-552-9990 or visit their website at outlookfinancialcenter.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. 
Rob Burnett and Outlook Financial Center are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.